I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. This is the hundredth episode of Oki Podcast. I had to do it big, and my guest for today, she's an actor. I have Kara Jade Myers on the show. Hi. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on what's how you doing yeah, doing good just you know like we we're talking about trying to survive this heat wave which is killing me right now <laughs> but at least it doesn't have the humidity like oklahoma did that was like the one thing about last summer it was like when we were filming not only were we like it was the dead of summer when it was like humid and hot as heck but we're also wearing like broadcloth so we're like have like leggings or not like the well we did have leggings but we just were like wool from head to toe and i'm just dying <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard man i heard it was a rough time filming all that because everybody was in that period those period pieces of clothing and yeah. i could not imagine you know wearing that every day i was talking to uh britney bendabout and she brought that up she was just saying like man i bet, I bet that was you know a tough time to not only wear that, but then to work in that department too, because you got to wash all that stuff. Oh yeah, and you got to do it the next day. So just imagine how sweaty everything was. I know, right? And I think I I heard some kind of like astronomical number, like there was nine hundred extras mm-hmm. or something like that. Could you imagine the hair and makeup and clothes and everything for that? Goodness, <laughs> every day for that. Every day. Yeah. We were talking about that too because she was saying that that's probably the most 
extras used in the movie, maybe at least around here too. And I knew a lot of people that did do the um, background work for that. And I mean, I've heard a lot of stories just from their production, yeah, like hanging out and just being on set. And so I'm really eager to see Killers of the Fire Moon. And that's, is that, do you think that's your biggest movie you're going to be a part of? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know how you get much bigger than Scorsese and De Niro and DiCaprio. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Well, I know, like, your future, like, you're going to be in more movies, but as of right now, I guess, because I know okay. you've been acting for a little bit. Yeah. Would you say, like, this is, like, going to be your biggest one so far? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and it's it's great because, like, the, the thing about it is, you know, I get to play Anna Brown, which, of course, is a real character from a tragic point in history which the insane thing is is I knew nothing about this like I lived in Oklahoma I lived in Tulsa uh for like five years and you know never heard anything that I'm Kiowa in Wichita so like my tribes and my family's there never heard anything about the Osage reign of terror until um one of my friends said that they were starting to audition for it and so I read the book and I was like this is insane how does how does this happen and no one talks about it hmm. Same here. I, it was. It's weird. Not like I'm from here. Like you know, I grew up here, and I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've never. I never heard of the Osage murders, and it's just stuff that they don't even teach you. You know, I had to, I had to learn about it. I learned about it when I moved back, wow. like after living in Santa Fe for a while, and and I like I remember just hearing about it like oh the osage murders you know they might make a movie about it and i was like you know what what what's that and somebody explained to me at the job i was working at and i mean it's the the things that happen to us it just seems unreal yeah 100 percent. it's it's insane to think that like you know I, i don't know i feel like the media portrays natives as like, you know, we're on these res and we're just poor and like, we have no, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always like this, what they call poverty porn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to think that the Osage were the richest people per capita in the entire world. And yet we know nothing about it is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're always portrayed as that on like media or, you know, you hear, Oh, you guys get everything for free. You know, oh, yeah. oh, you guys got the casino money, but it's like, no, you're just generalizing everybody. Because I mean, yeah, like some natives, they they get the per cap or whatever, but that's not every tribe. No, yeah, like I think uh, both of my tribes, Kai and Wichita, have a casino, but they're so small mm-hmm. that we don't see we don't see anything from it. They're just re putting it back into the into the casino. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. like and. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. To think of like, people are like, Oh, do you get school for free? Do you not pay taxes? I was like, I wish I am paying my student loan still. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, please. (laughs) Do you, so do you get that um, forgiveness? Didn't they pass that thing? But mine, because like, I didn't know what I was doing when I was in college, like applying for funding. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was doing it all myself. I got private student loans. So I guess they don't, they don't do nothing with that. So 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just I gotta pay the whole thing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always a catch, huh? I know. Always a catch with something. <laughs> that's oh my gosh. Well, that's 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 crazy because they make it sound like every student loan is gonna be forgiven, but yeah, and it's like then you gotta read that fine print. <laughs> right? Come on, Biden. I know. <laughs> Forgive her. Right. <laughs> Pay her student loan. <laughs> and the bad thing is, is I didn't even graduate college. <laughs> I got my associates. So, so, I mean, I technically graduated, but I, yeah. I got my associates, but I got definitely student loan for a master's or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, you said you grew up or you lived here for a little bit? Yeah, just for a little bit. It was, uh, I don't, I remember a little bit cause I moved when I was six weeks old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we were out there for about five years. We lived in, I want to say, uh, Catatusa. Is that what it's called? I Catusa. Catusa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we lived in Catusa for a while and then, um, my real dad, he was an abusive alcoholic. So my mom took me and basically left uh to her family out in Oklahoma or Arizona can't talk so I I was uh born technically in Phoenix lived in Oklahoma for like five years and then uh went back to Arizona and was raised there mm, okay and then you said you're also Kiowa and Wichita yep, yep. okay oh wow and then so you so you, then, then you just spent the rest of your time in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And one of the cool things is, is my mom's a teacher. So one of her first jobs was on the Diné Reservation. Mm -hmm. So it was so interesting because like I, since I had never grown up around it, I always like lived in urban areas, like living on the reservation for, I want to say like five years. It was such like a culture shock to me, but it was, it was absolutely amazing because it, it did help me start reconnecting with like my native culture <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah people the, the people that come from that area or i mean just the dna and everything like they're so like they're just brought up like that like i mean with their culture and everything because yeah. when i moved to santa fe and i went to iia that's what i noticed they knew their language they knew their history. They knew just a lot of stuff about themselves. And yeah. it was intimidating because I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know anything. I was, I was like, uh, should I even be here? Because <laughs> <laughs> Right. You feel a little out of place a little bit. But yeah, I mean, like, and I remember taking a language class, you know, when I was in, I want to say middle school and it was Danae, you know, so it's, I unfortunately remember nothing because I'm terrible at languages <laughs> <laughs> which is a problem on uh uh killers of the flower moon because we we have to speak osage mm -hmm. and i felt so bad because like you know like we had uh language instructors for like months before <laughs> and so but the problem is is we didn't get the script the actual lines that we were saying until like i want to say two weeks before we got on set Oh wow! So, like we were kind of practicing Osage words and sayings and stuff like that, and but we weren't saying like our lines specifically. So then once we started getting the lines, it was like, oh my god, I have to say this, and like my mouth would hurt after rehearsal because I'm like, it doesn't move in this way. Yeah, 
but I, and the whole time I I swear my poor poor language instructor was probably just like at his wits end like no that's not it <laughs> <laughs> like I tried <laughs> man yeah like learning I mean learning any language is tough you know especially like I I understand that too with like native language because um I help out our Pawnee language program and I I remember taking it in middle school, but I don't remember very much about it. But then when you try to relearn it as an adult, you have to understand that you just have to forget English. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people in class will like, because our R's are like, they have like a D sound to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people, even myself, would, would say R, like the R, like how English like pronounces it, like R or something. Just remember, like it's duh, like it's you know, and so it's it gets frustrating. Like I understand your frustration too, because it's kind of hard to just after the things like we're so accustomed to with English, mm-hmm. it's just tough to even learn Osage because Osage is a hard language to learn. Like <laughs> I, I I know some speakers of it, and it just sounds tough to pronounce <laughs> a lot of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. kudos to you for learning it. <laughs> I I tried my hardest. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And like, it's funny because I was watching Dark Winds and they spoke so much Dene that I was like, oh my goodness. Because I auditioned for that. And I was like, mm-hmm. so glad I didn't book that. Like as amazing as it was, I'm like I would have butchered <laughs> so much of the language. I would have been like, oh my God, are you sure we can't do English on this? Or I know, just right? hire Danae, please just hire Dene. <laughs> <laughs> and they's hard too yeah i'll listen i'll listen i'll listen to them talk and it's like oh my gosh but you're just not used to it yeah, yeah. i have not seen dark ones yet oh yeah i have to watch it zon is amazing kiowa jessica i mean they're it's i love that it's it's set on the reservation and it's like native created and native cast and so it's it's nice to finally see like we're starting to have more and more stuff on TV. You know? mm-hmm. What's it about? I, I haven't even looked into it either. You can ruin it for me if you want, because I'll watch it soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, basically, Zahn is a uh, tribal police officer, and he is looking into the murder of a girl on the reservation. And um, Jessica is uh, one of his deputies. And Kaiwa comes onto the reservation to help... Um, solve this murder but he also has like little arterial you know motives and you know you're kind of questioning where his allegiance lies and stuff so it's it's really good mm-hmm. yeah. i have to get that free trial then right <laughs> <laughs> so how many episodes are there Ooh, i don't know i'm i want to say around eight to ten i'm not oh. sure i know i need to get caught up i watched the first two but i definitely need to get caught up <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably get that free trial. I, I'm assuming they're all out anyway, so yeah. yeah. I have to cheat the system. <laughs> there you go. Just make sure. Is it all out yet? <laughs> Binge in one week and cancel. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, and then, so you grew up, like, you went to high school and everything in Arizona. You finished out there. Yep. Then, and then that's when you went to school? Yeah, I went to I went to college in Tucson for I want to say about a year and a half 
And I was always like really good at school. I was like a um, almost straight A student, almost, <laughs> you know, honors classes, stuff like that. But I think once I got on my own and I was in school, I was like, I don't like school. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not enjoying this, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I mean, I, I don't know if you're supposed to enjoy it or not, but you know, and so I ended up deciding, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to drop out and figure my life out. Cause at that point I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, after that, you know, I'm just working and I'm like, I couldn't, I wasn't finding something that I was connecting to. And my husband was like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like acting. That would be great. I, I would love to act. Um, and he's like, well, do that then. I'm like, you can't, you can't just go act. You can't just be an actor. Well, cause like we've never, how much native representation was on TV before that we had like Wes and Tantu, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just, um, I just didn't think I could do it. And then you know, he said something really smart, which was go take a class. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So I started taking class and I just, I fell in love with it. I lived in Prescott and my classes were in Phoenix. So I would drive two hours a day there and back. Um, I want to say like three times a week for like months on end just to take classes. And uh, eventually I was like, I'm ready. We're moving to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to Hollywood and you're like, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> totally different ball game out here. <laughs> How long did you take those classes for? Um, in Arizona, I took classes for about a year mm-hmm. and then um, moved to California and started taking classes. And then I realized like the things that you did in Arizona to get acting jobs and the websites you used, like, were completely different than LA. LA is like its own like beast. It's like a well-oiled machine that you kind of try to find your way into. And, you know, there's some people who are very open about like, oh yeah, you know, you got to get on this website and you got to, you know, reach out to this person and do this and this and they helpful. And then there's other people who are like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so don't be one of those people. Be nice. <laughs> I know someone like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's this guy I used to hang around with and he he got into being a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And I never asked him how to do it, but remember he was talking to somebody and he was like that. He was people he would say, Man, like everybody always asks me, like, how do you how do you do it? Like how do you how do you get onto this? Like mm-hmm. these projects and stuff. How do you how does one do what you do? I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> that's what he said. And I was like, huh. Oh, that's the so, worst. But you know, I, I was younger at that time. So I was like, is that the right answer or should should you help somebody? I mean, I say help somebody because the thing is, is I think the problem where that comes from is like I said, like we're we don't see ourselves on TV very often. Like this last year or two years, it's changed with like Rutherford Falls and um reservation dogs, but it's like before that you know, what, what did we have? We had these little side parts or little characters or leathers and feathers. So it's like, I feel like, you know, especially in the native community, it's like roles were so few and far between that. It's like, you don't want more competition, Mm -hmm. but it's like, also, it's like, if we don't raise each other up, then how are more natives supposed to get into the industry? Like if we don't teach them that they can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, 
people have to realize that there's enough room for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's no need for. I mean, competition's good, I guess, but I mean, it, <clears throat> you shouldn't think of it as like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna butt into my time or whatever. I mean, they just. I don't know. That just seems weird to me too. Because yeah. people ask me that too. It's like, who's your biggest competition? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> even have time to figure that out. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. And I mean, honestly, there's so many native projects coming out that are created by natives, written by natives that are, you know, acted in by natives. There have like native characters where they're actually Hollywood starting to be starting to ask for that authenticity to where it's not like, some you know non-native can just write a role and then stick someone in there and be like it's native right there's like totem poles and teepees right they go together and you know you're just like no (laughs) i know yeah man yeah i remember the days it was just like you said it was wes west duty graham green i was man i always talk about this with other people but i still can't remember who else like, like Adam Beach was there for you know. Oh yeah, Adam Beach. Too. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there was like five people, like a handful of people, but it's like when you think about like, oh, okay, name some iconic white actors or Asian or you know, I'm mean, Asian's not as easy, but it's like there's still like there's just more space for other people than there has been for natives. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that's changing because like there's people who think that you know. We still live in teepees, that we don't have electricity, that, you know, we, I don't know, that we, some people don't even think we exist. They thought, you know, like history teaches the trail of tears. And then after that, they like, don't mention natives again. And so people are like, well, what happened to them? <laughs> Did they just disappear? Like, what, you know, and it's like, that's why I think it's such a, we're constantly being like, no, we're still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there has been some instances where, I've had a few friends. They, this is at IA. They've had. They've told everybody like, "Yeah, I ran into people that thought, like, well, that said, I thought you guys were all dead." Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, I remember my mom. Like I said, was a teacher, and she went on a conference in I want to say Philadelphia, and this was forever ago. But they were like, "Oh, like, do you guys have cars? Do you have electricity?" Do you have that? And my mom's like, yeah, I drove here. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it's crazy. The fact that like people still think that we're, we're not here when we're in like, so it's like, it's really up to us to occupy a space and to bring people with us. Like, you know, if people ask me about acting, I try my, I'm like, there's a lot that goes into it, but like, I try my hardest to help them out because it, I'm not afraid like there's oh it's gonna be more competition you know i'm like there's number one there's room for everyone and number two we're all gonna be at different levels of acting it's mm-hmm. not like you know you're gonna start out day one and be in a you know spielberg movie the next day i mean yeah. it's possible. very possible but very rare <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a lot of work that goes into what you all do acting and um i know one person that well, you probably know him, uh, Elijah Pratt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he grew up in Pawnee, where I'm from. And he he's yet to come on the pod. We're trying to figure that out sometime. But I know, like, he's he doesn't really, like, mention, like, a lot about what he does. Like, he's really, like, 
humble and everything and you won't know the projects he's done till they come out yeah yeah and so but i know i remember talking to him like a while back i think like maybe geez maybe like he was a year into the acting school there's an acting school out in norman called the actor factory oh nice and he was telling me about just he started going there and constantly like you in arizona for a year like just constantly going paying for these classes and doing them and just trying to perfect the craft and and then he uh i think he said he meant like he still does them too like he still does like these classes like even though like he's doing all these gigs or whatever but he's just saying like yeah it's a lot because i have to drive there and i have to put the money up and i have to take these like these classes seriously so that I do know what I'm doing. Like I won't just show up on set and I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and all the techniques we use, like I use them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything he was talking about was just adding up. Like yeah. there's so much just the hard work, you know, mm-hmm. and I touch, I tell people like, like you're saying, you know, you can be an actor, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of, a lot of things that go into that dream. Yeah, but it's possible. Like it's possible. Anything is possible. You just have to put in that time. Yeah, and it's definitely. I met Elijah actually. I want to say pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic in LA. He was uh We're both at an audition for. I want to say it was the Detour, was a TV show, mm-hmm. but I met him there. And then uh, when I saw him again on the set of Killers, I was like, Oh my god! Wait <laughs> 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 a minute, but I'm like, this is awesome. And so it was. And he he said like he drove like two hours just to get there to mm-hmm. be on set. And so it's like, I feel like as Native actors, like we do have to like do that extra. Like we always have to push harder and go further because like, you know, like it, we don't get the opportunity. So it's like, there's something a big, like, you know, killers comes into town and everyone wants to be on it. But it's like, who's willing to, who's willing to drive? Who's willing to wake up at, you know, 2 a.m. to drive, you know, two hours and then to be on set by five, you know, and then be there until 10 o'clock at night. And then, you know, it's definitely, it's a, it's a long process. So, you know, kudos to him for all that he does. And, you know, I think, I think he's going to, you're going to see him in a lot more things, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah, the, the hours on set too. I mean, I forget about that. Yeah. Those are long days. They are. They're usually 12 to 14 hour days. So it's, you know, and then that's because like you have to get there for hair, for makeup, for wardrobe. And then, you know, just setting up a shot takes forever. And then when you have to change an angle, they got to break it all down, set it all up again. So you're just, you're waiting a lot, but it's, it's, they're constant you're constantly working you know Mm -hmm. that is yeah i mean once you really think about that because i've been in a few like background stuff for some movies but it's only been like five hours to ten hours but i've seen a few times where yeah you know they have to break down a certain scene and it's so crazy like that whole day will just be that one scene Yeah. yeah and i think uh my buddies from toke signals isaiah and josh they got they were in a uh, res dogs on the um i guess it's the anti episode i guess Ooh, i haven't watched it yet but i'm so excited to watch it <laughs> that one's it's like the whole 
that that one was cool because like I seen a lot of people that I know in that one, but <clears throat> but they, they were there from I think I think they got there around four or five a.m. just as background, mm-hmm. and they didn't leave till seven that yeah. night, and they were saying like they're just saying like man it was so crazy to be there in the morning, and then we had to wait because they're doing all these scenes and trying to figure out figure stuff out, and finally we. I think they said we filmed for maybe an hour, then we went back and waited, and we filmed like one more thing, and that was it, and then we were done. Yeah, and all day, and then like, and it was cool to hear them like talk about how, because they said on episode they were just saying like, man, like we were there all day, and they used only about ten percent of what they filmed for that for that one part. Right, he, but he was he was just like amazed. They were just amazed, like at the process of it. And I was like, "Yeah, dude." I was like, "That's how it goes, too." Like you'll be there for like five hours, and shoot, they only use like a minute of whatever they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been on set like because I used to do background too, like you know, because it's when I first started, because it's such a good way to like actually see the process and like understand it. But there were days when yeah, you would be there 12 hours and you'd film for an hour. So it's like, I always had like a thick book where I'm just reading, you know, mm-hmm. or there's days you waited all day and they didn't use you. Mm-hmm. And then there's days when you did overtime, which was past 13 hours. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and unfortunately background always gets, you know, they're like intense and stuff and it's like dying hot or freezing cold, you know? And it's like, come on. Get get them some heaters. Get them some AC. Get them the room at least. Come on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's. I went to one. It was crazy because they just. I think it was like getting cold. They just sat us under this canopy, and it was like it was getting cold. And um, we were there in the morning, and everybody had their jackets on. And I was like, oh man, like I wish I could just go home. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I don't be out here in the cold, but. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you have to stay there because if they need you, they need you like right now, you know, kind of thing. So it's like, if you're off mosing away, then guess what? You're not mm-hmm. you're not in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Was that, um, was that like, what was the first project you were on? Um, as far as like background or like, or acting, me I guess acting. like, I guess the very first thing, like you said, you got to LA, so it's a different type of beast. And you started kind of getting into, I guess, the websites and everything. So what was that first thing that you just got on? Uh, The first thing I booked was a TV pilot. They call it a pilot, even though it's uh, it's it wasn't actually funded by a network or anything. It's just basically someone wrote a pilot who they wanted to pitch to it. So we filmed the pilot first so then they could go pitch. But that was the first thing I got onto where I played a rich stepmother. And that was about 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, that didn't, that didn't go anywhere, but that's the thing is when you're starting out, like I remember driving down to long beach, which is probably about a two hour drive from where I was at, you know, and then you have to, like I said, you have to be there by 8am, 6am. So it's like, I'm leaving by four to get there by six and then you know you're waiting around until you're in hair and makeup if you go into hair and makeup and and or you're doing it yourself and then you know you get a couple lines and then you wait around and a couple more lines you wait around and then you know 
gotten to drive back after 12 hours. So it, <laughs> it was, it, it's very, it's a very tedious process. And then like, you know, um, I didn't get paid for acting for probably a good, like, 10 years. And if I did, it would be like, Oh, here's a hundred bucks here. Here's like a hundred bucks there. But it was mostly, I was doing it for the experience and for the resume and for the, um, the real and, uh, just making connections, you know, but it's like, that's, that's one of the problems too, with acting is like when you're first starting out, like no one wants to pay you cause they're broke too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you're doing everything for free, but you still have to pay for the headshots. You still have to pay for the websites. You still have to pay for, you know, your gas, your travel, your outfits, like, you know, all of that stuff. So it's just, it definitely, I understand why it is hard to get in this industry and why you have to constantly, I tell people that just be stubborn. You have to just keep being like, no, I'm going to keep doing it, keep doing it. And Oh, yeah. My first like actual network paying job was in 2019 and I moved here in 2011. Whoa. So that was my first paying job. And that was, um, this is us. I was there for, I want to say like two days. I filmed like two scenes, but that was, that was the first thing I got. So it, it definitely like in that entire time, I'm taking classes, I'm driving, I'm doing headshots, I'm updating this, updating that. So, and it's all just like, I feel like everyone just nickels and dimes you in this industry. <laughs> but so it is, it's definitely one of those things. But like, if you don't know that if no one tells you, then how are you supposed to know? That's, I'm always like, no, you, you teach people, you know, what to do. And <laughs> Man, that's uh... a... <clears throat> I mean, that just goes back to, like, you said, you just you just kept doing it and kept doing it. You weren't, I mean, you know, you want to get paid, obviously. But, you know, some people don't understand, though, like, you have to do stuff to network, to make your mark on things, to keep growing. You know, who, how would you have been if you just quit? Like, yeah, you know, you know like you wouldn't have gained anything, you know, but I mean, you just, I don't know. I think I always tend to say like at the right moment, at the right time, you'll start generating some sort of whatever it is you're trying to get to, you know, Mm -hmm. and that sometimes it takes three years, sometimes five years, 10 years. But I've, I mean, I've heard stories where it takes 15 years, sometimes even 20 years, But, you know, it's just up to the person to not quit, to not stop, to, man, this is going to work. This is going to work. I just have to keep doing it. Yeah. And like, you have to have a day job in order to pay for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And and then on top of that, like you have people telling you like, oh, when are you going to get a real job? You know, uh, if you don't get a job by the end of the year, uh, you should just quit. Like, you know, there's, and that's like from friends and family, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like just random people it's literally people who are like oh shouldn't you give up by now kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I, my aunt she even told me she's like oh she's like I thought she was like oh Kara should probably quit because you know she it, she's getting old and she's been doing it for so long and hasn't gotten anything and she's like and then you book Scorsese <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I'm like that's why you that's why you stay stubborn that's why you keep doing it that's why you keep working and like I mean like I worked I even before I book Scorsese because we started auditioning in 2019 for it um I would still do free work for 
to network and to like work with people on set and doing voiceover and doing, you know, things that I've never done before. I would direct plays and like, honestly, like with my, uh, at my, uh, acting studio, I still go to acting class too, by the way, (laughs) but like I would direct plays and it's like being on that side of the, the process, like it helps you understand acting better. You know, and then I also started doing writing because I got so frustrated with like, number one, the lack of native roles. And number two, when we were native or when there were native roles, it was leathers and feathers or some like, you know, medicine man, you know, reading an eagle feather. And then, or it was um, men who were basically like, uh, I got one audition that said, uh, it doesn't matter your acting skills because you're just a prop to the male. (laughs) So it was like, and so like, that's like the options. And so, you know, as a female native, like I got so frustrated that I started acting or acting, started writing. (laughs) And, um, I got into the skins fest, their writer's lab for TV. And I learned so much from that. And it really helped me that helped me understand acting even more. So it's like, even though I've like branched off and done these other things, it helps me understand acting more in the process. And, you know, when, as a writer, I'm like, okay, you know, there's only like, you can't tell an actor how to act in the script. You have to just basically be like, you know, they enter a room and then they say the dialogue kind of thing. And it's like, it's, it's up to the actor to interpret it. So it's like, when you're an actor starting out and you have those limited, you know, acting, I guess, a uh, direction, then you're kind of always waiting for someone to tell you what to do you know, but then like the more you realize like, oh, writers can only tell you so much and then you have to do the rest. Then it's like, it it started like clicking, like, oh, like (laughs) that's it. That's how you develop a character. That's what people are talking about in these classes, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's definitely, it's always, it's always a process. And I think everything that I've done, I've worked, you know, on set as a PA, as crafty, as, you know, just whatever people needed me to do to learn. And I learned a lot and it definitely helped the, my acting process. So you, you've done like every, I guess, position on a set, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you just That's weren't acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Cause it's like, I feel like out here, like you can't, it's so hard to just be an actor mm-hmm. because like, uh, and like everyone, the big thing now is create your own content. Like you have, you know, TikTok, you have YouTube. They're like, create your own content, create your own content, get it out there. But if you're creating your own content, then you have to know how to write. You have to know how to direct. You have to know how to cast. You have to know how to produce. You know, have to, you have to know how to get finances. So it's like, you kind of, it's almost like trial by fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was saying like, LA is such a different beast because in LA or in Arizona, I didn't have to do that. Like there are such few projects that you didn't have the, you know, you didn't have to do as much to be like a background person. Where out here, it's like just to be a background person, it it took a lot of work to even get to that part, you know. Man, that's that that's totally different from here. I mean, I get. I'm assuming here it's like Arizona, I guess, mm-hmm. because. I I I guess we have a lot of stuff here. I just haven't really paid attention to, I mean, I know of the Stallone thing, his series is out. I think that's about to wrap up. Then we had Res Dogs, but just hearing like your side about LA, 
I've heard LA is like tough. Like I hear, I hear it. I hear it from different people. I hear it from just different things I listen to. It's I hear it's just tough all around. You know, it's tough to. I didn't know about background. Like if background is that tough to get on, then I mean, right there, you know, like it's it's probably like the real deal. Yeah, because like even on background, like they're like, oh, if your headshots aren't good enough, if your reel's not good enough, and it's like, how are you supposed to have a reel and a resume if you can't even get on a stinking background, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's why you know I would do a lot of like student films. I would do a lot of um, just like little shorts and stuff with like friends that are no paying, where you're actually putting in money to <laughs> just to be there, kind of thing. So it's. It's, it is a process, but I think, and that's why I'm always like, you know, teach people how to do this because, you know, like you're not, they're not going to be on set the next day. If you tell them like, oh, you got to sign up with this place, you know, or take this class, you know? So it's, it's just, I feel like it's definitely one of those things where we need to bring others up with us because the, we definitely, we need more natives in this industry. And it's such like a small, it's weird how huge LA is, but also how small it is. Cause like, you know, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and you're just, and you don't know who they know. If that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that here too. Cause I mean, I run into people all the time and we know different people. I mean, and, and it's like, it's a small world. Like it's a very small world once you really, Oh yeah, I know them. Oh yeah. For real. Like how do you know that? Oh, we went to school together. Oh. And then, but I mean, maybe that's just Indian country, too. Maybe. Yeah. LA is that way, too. But like <laughs> you even said, like, uh, toke signals. I was like, yeah, I met uh, them when I was at uh, the Osage Sovereignty Dance. Like, I met them and got a shirt from them. So it's like, okay, yeah, I know them. <laughs> but, I mean, it was kind of a small world, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You were, that was at the casino, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I know, like. You showed up there and Bear from Red yeah. Dogs and yeah. somebody else showed up there, but man, I had to go film that night. I filmed Ooh. these rap battles that we do here in Tulsa and I took out at like five o'clock and and then man, I was like after we got done, I was looking at everybody's pictures and I was like so jealous. I was like, Oh, oh. my god. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean it was it's awesome because it's like number one, like DeFaro is the sweetest person ever so mm -hmm. uh, that's always like nice when you meet like you know the celebrities and they're always like nice <laughs> yeah uh but um no it was amazing and uh Gigi she she was the Osage princess at the time she invited me to the to the sovereignty dance so I was like heck yeah like I want to be there like I can't do I can't you know fly out to Oklahoma all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, I was, I was really excited to do that. So it was really cool meeting him and like actually being a part of it. Cause like I said, when I growing up, I was never really around my culture. Um, and so actually coming to Osage country and then like having everyone welcome us so much and they were so incredibly kind and like, they were so excited to tell their story to like, Oh yeah, my grandpa was this, like I had, um, the Shaw family, they were telling me how they actually, um, he met, um, was it Ernest? Yeah. I want to say Ernest Burkhart. Like he, he saw him in real life and I'm like, it's insane. And then I, 
people were showing me where um, Anna was murdered. It's so it's like, they were so willing to share their history and like, okay, yeah, my family was affected this way. And I have a story here and you know, this and that. And so, and then share their culture. Cause like I said, Gigi asked, you know, asked if I wanted to get dressed for, for the Alanchkas. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm like, I absolutely. So they were so kind to dress me. And then she's like, come and dance. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how and she's like, Oh, it's easy. Just watch. And, and so she, she taught me right there, you know, in the, in the, um, arena, how to, you know, dance. And I'm just like, it was, it was amazing. Cause like it, it just, it made me feel so much closer to like my native heritage. And it just like, it's an experience that I'll always appreciate. And that I'll always remember, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in a Pahuska, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures of that. I was like, dang it. Cause I missed that one too. <laughs> missing all of it. <laughs> missing everything. <laughs> but you can get out for the premiere. Hopefully we'll do a premiere in Oklahoma somewhere. I'm hoping Pahuska, mm-hmm. Bartlesville area. And hopefully you can make it up then. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll most definitely look out for that one. I will be there for sure. But <laughs> <clears throat> that's cool though. Like I love that. You know, they were so welcoming to just everything you said you know share the history with you like the real history you know like and just to have you dance because i mean to dance there i mean it's when you go there when you go to their dances any dance too but that one like i enjoy that one Mm -hmm. because when you're when you're there you just feel like this power like this powerful like this powerful special i mean thing going on i mean and you're there for a couple hours and to me like i just get lost like i'm just lost like watching him i'm watching everybody dance yeah and performing songs and and i remember i remember my first time i went there i got in trouble because i had my phone out oh no yeah right like you're not supposed (laughs) to have your phone out either it's like that you know it's that was like the first they said they're just so you know you can't take pictures (laughs) yeah yeah i was on my phone i was texting and um i think i guess other people were too but they announced it they're like put your phone up and I was like, <laughs> oh oh crap so i had to put my phone up but yeah no pictures no nothing you know it's just straight up you know it's a dance it's a i can't awesome. think of the words yeah i mean it, it's awesome because it, it makes you more present like you're actually there and paying attention and you're you're listening versus like I know a lot of us, especially I'm very guilty of it, of being just wrapped up in my phone and constantly trying to like text and emails and, you know, work and, you know, all this stuff. And so it's, it was amazing to actually have a chance to just sit there. And like I said, I, I got to sit with the Shaw family. And so um, I would sit there and be like, Ed, what, what's that? What's that? What's that? And he'd be like, oh, you don't know. And he just like explained it to me, but it was, it was nice. Cause he was, you know, everyone was so kind, you know, any questions I had, they, they, I think sometimes they were surprised that I didn't know that like information, but they were always like, they would explain it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was, and they would teach me. So it was, I was just, you know, just incredibly grateful for the opportunity and it just, I loved it. You know, what'd you think of the food? Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the problems though is, is I'm vegetarian. Oh, for so- real? Yeah, so I didn't get to eat like their stew and stuff like that, but I was like, they're grape dumplings. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> fry bread, always. 
They, yeah, it's crazy to. Have, did you see how they cook their fry bread? Yeah. They cut it in the squares. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I got older, and because I thought everybody you know pulled it apart and right. flattened it out or whatever and threw it, but they have like a specific way they do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a video out. Somebody made a video of them making fry bread, and I was like, "Oh, that's so dope! That's so cool!" I know Ryan Redcorn with uh, Buffalo Nickel uh, Creative. I want to say, oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. he does. Uh, he's really passionate about documenting like the culture and like the finger weaving, like the little arts and like uh, the hand game, like just their culture and their traditions and stuff like that. Like he's super, you know. I guess a uh, passion about it. So that was, that was one of the things too, is he sent us um, videos of like, you know, showing, you know, people finger weaving and like talking about it and the history and like, even like how they dress for the Alonshkas, like, you know, like they, they explaining the meaning and stuff. And so that was, you know, that was really amazing that Ryan did that. Cause it was, it was really helpful. Mm-hmm. I like his lighting, the lighting he uses and the way he puts it all together and, yeah the the color grading i mean he's got be, a style and it yeah. is amazing <laughs> yeah i watched he's the one that made that fry bread when I, I watched and i mean i just and the pictures like he took your pictures right yeah he did yeah and he took you and i think maybe tatanka's i think yeah yeah i he did actually uh the girls we um we did a little photo shoot when we were there and so he took the photos of um, uh, the sisters all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really, that was really nice too, to have that. <laughs> yeah. And those were, man, those are amazing. I mean, like I said, the lighting though, the lighting and the color grading are just, they're just his own style. I mean, yeah. Just... He has an eye for it. And it's just, I don't, it, I mean, it looks so simple when you're watching him do it, mm-hmm. but then it just turns out so unique and different that you're like, I didn't see you doing that. <laughs> your ways (laughs) oh my gosh yeah when's the next time you think you'll be down um you know i don't know i mean i mean i'm hoping sooner than later Mm -hmm. but as of right now i don't have any plans i'm hoping for the premiere i was hoping it'd be sooner but as far as i know there's no plans on anything at the moment (laughs) Did they move the date? Somebody said it was coming out in May. They, they've, like, I've heard originally the rumor was like November, December this year, because usually for the Oscars, you have to have a film submitted by December 31st in order to be considered. Mm. Um, so we thought that they were going to try to, you know, do it at the end of this year. But then there's rumors now that they're pushing it to Cannes 2023, which I think is March or May. I have to double check. But to me but there's nothing confirmed confirming mm. or denying or nothing like apple is literally like so tight-lipped on it they tell us nothing so like we're constantly like with the rumors like you know me and the sisters are always texting each other like did you do this is it getting pushed back oh no you know <laughs> <laughs> what's cans what is that and it's a, a french film festival and it's like some mm. big deal overseas and i get i mean over here too but it's just yeah, it's one of those prestigious things that has been around forever. <laughs> I've never been, but it'd be nice to go. <laughs> yeah, somebody that's who that's what um, the person told me that they're like, oh, it's a uh, cans and whatever. I think they said March or May, but yeah, I was like, 
okay. Like, I didn't know what cans was. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of like, I guess, films that are, you know, the big films get premiered there. So. Oh, okay. Uh, you going to be going of, out there? I mean, hopefully, but, you know, it's kind of expensive. So I got to start saving up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine flight or hotel is going to be cheap out there. <laughs> Plus, you know, I'm gonna want to eat everything while I'm there. So, <laughs> ooh, I know, man, that'd right. be amazing. Shoot, <laughs> man, whenever, yeah, if we ever come down here, shoot, hit us up or whatever. For sure. If you're ever in Tulsa, yeah, let's all go eat or something. So, yeah, <laughs> be fun. Oh, you're vegetarian though. We'll have to. Oh, I'm always down to eat. No, well, I can usually find things anywhere. You know, there's always salads or stuff without me <laughs> oh my god my dog is chewing on my wire could you not that's like my laptop wire. <laughs> i just i see it swinging i was like what is it and it's in his mouth i'm like no you're gonna electrocute yourself <laughs> number two <laughs> that's expensive <laughs> my goodness what kind of dog you got uh, I have two. That one's a Jack Russell, and then the other one's a cattle dog. Mm. And he's, he's the good one. Cows <laughs> is a troublemaker, obviously. <laughs> yeah, How old your Jack Russell? He's uh just turned three. Or oh, just for turned real. Three? Oh my! No, three. Just turned three. No, <laughs> I was like they're spoiled. So. Is <laughs> <laughs> any um. <clears throat> I know Killers is coming out, but is there anything you think that's coming out within this year that you've worked on? I have not heard any release dates from anything that I've worked on. So far, they're all still in post-production, so (laughs) unfortunately, I got nothing. (laughs) I'm like, go watch Rutherford Falls, season one, episode, I want to say eight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. I still have yet to finish Rutherford Falls of season one. I think I'm like five. It's so funny. I, I love it. I mean, there it's the the fact that I, the awesome thing is when I filmed it, it was supposed to be for like a casino convention. Mm-hmm. So um, we're in a big kind of convention center and it was supposed to be full with people. But, you know, you walk in and it's the first time I've ever walked on set and it was predominantly brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was natives in front of the, you know, camera, behind the camera, like in the writer's room, like every, you know, created by natives. So it was, it was such a surreal feeling of like, this is how it should be. Like, it, this shouldn't be the exception. I should be able to, you know, go on a film that's about Native Americans and see Native Americans. You know, it's not just one part, you know. That's dope. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It was, it was definitely, it's one of those kind of powerful, like, moments where you're just like, you know, yeah, we can, we can do this and we're going to do this, you know? hmm I hate they got canceled, though. I know. But I, I think network. somebody, I think Hulu will pick it up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Hulu seems so. to want to pick up a lot of stuff, especially yeah. Native now. They, I mean, Prey just came out. Mm-hmm yeah I oh my goodness I it's funny because I started crying when I started watching it and my husband's like why are you crying you know it's predator and I'm like it's an indigenous <laughs> badass 
female on screen and she is kicking ass and she's the lead. And like, <laughs> I, like I, I told Amber that because I, I was lucky enough. I got to meet her in Santa Fe a couple weekends ago. And I told her that she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I was crying too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it was, it, you know, she was like, it means a lot. And I'm like, it, well, I'm like, it means a lot to me to see this, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, I love, I love the direction we're heading into. Let's just keep going. <laughs> The part that got me was when she wore hoops at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was so like because it's a it's a woman it's a it's a woman that's you know doing this which is different than any other predator film really by herself outsmarting it and we talked about pre- the predator movie on this other podcast I do but mm-hmm. but just having like a a woman like a strong Lee like that. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, go watch it. How dare you? Right. But go watch it. And war hoops at the end. I mean, I mean, that was like just like the icing on the cake. Yeah, a thousand percent. And then it's so like powerful, and you're just like, uh, and it's crazy because like as many people that are non-native that love it, I don't think they understand what it means to us. You mm-hmm. know. And I love, yeah, I love that. It's dubbed in Comanche too. Yes, I I've only watched it in the the, in, the subtitle version, but I definitely want to watch it in Comanche next. <laughs> it's better in Comanche. Mm, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we were watching. I watched it in English, and I still loved it. But I was telling my wife, I was like, "Man, this is so weird watching a period piece with perfect perfect English, mm-hmm. like just perfect <laughs> English, just." no no mistakes i mean it's just like perfect english but i still loved it i still watched it but it was just weird like throughout the entire movie and then you had the french guys talking french but (laughs) (laughs) it's funny the only thing i was like the plot wise i was like when where do lions and bears where are they together in the world (laughs) except the zoo (laughs) that was like the only thing but i was like you know what just go along for the ride it's a predator (laughs) Don't question it, Kara. Just, just enjoy it. <laughs> right? This <laughs> is kind of funny. I'm like, they have lions in the US? <laughs> I didn't know it's native spot lions. Hey, cut it out. <laughs> it's okay. My dog does that too. <laughs> the thing is, is they bark at nothing. They're yeah. like, oh, it's a leaf blue. Blah. They want your attention. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's <laughs> what mine does. <laughs> What kind of dog do you have? I got a pit bull lab. Oh, and she's she's about eight years old, but she's always squeaking her toys and (laughs) barking at nothing. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. (laughs) You're like, I need it quiet. I do a podcast. (laughs) Squeak, squeak some other time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, and then you went to uh, Santa Fe. You were in Dante's uh, fashion show. Yeah, I got to walk for him Friday night and Saturday night, which it was amazing. And like, he had a violinist there who like, it was, I don't know. It's just like, and everything, like all of his clothes. I was like, how do you have time to make this much clothing? Like mm-hmm. how, the t- how the heck do you have time for this? <laughs> and like, so it's just, I mean, everything was beautiful. So it was, it was really amazing. And I wasn't planning on going to Santa Fe until he invited me. And then I was like, Heck yeah. So, and then I was lucky enough that like, uh, uh, Jamie Okuma, I, I chatted with her before. So, she, uh, 
I asked, you know, I basically was like, can I walk in your show? And she's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and that was a long runway. Like it was insane how long that runway was. <laughs> this is Fiero. He's my cattle dog. Oh, hey, puppy. He's like, hi. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready for food. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me attention. I'm ready for food. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't you walk here at fam too uh i i did not i was there at fam like for the opening but i didn't walk at it i went to all the shows though because i had a couple friends walking in them okay i didn't yeah i think i remember seeing that yep i can't miss them man i miss everything man i miss the fam i miss indian market i was supposed to go to indian market and then i had some stuff come up so Oh, man. Yeah. Seeing Dante's pictures, like, dang it, everybody's over there. They are too. And like it was it was crazy because uh on Sunday when walking for Jamie, there was so many other people walking, not just for Jamie, but for the other designers too. Like Kyla Gordon was there, Jessica Matt and Amber Mid Thunder, like in more. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? The Pharaoh and Quana. It's just it was insane how like you're just sitting there like looking at everyone, like, this is amazing how did i get in here <laughs> man is that the swire one that's yeah. the one okay yeah i was wondering yeah i've seen kwana and uh deferro there mm -hmm. but i i i forget there's a fashion fashion shows that go on so yeah man morning star was there yeah isn't it morning star she's in uh like westwood and oh my gosh she just did something else and i'm oh out of range mm -hmm. Was like blinking but yeah so she's she's an up-and-comer too so keep a lookout oh, for her <laughs> i will but um we'll probably cut it right here but thank you kara for coming on the 100th episode congratulations on that by the way that's amazing that's such a milestone <laughs> i know i've been me i've been looking forward to it since i started i was like man i wonder what the 100th episode will be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> We should have brought like cake and had cake, you know, like celebrate it. Cake on Zoom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's always a good time for cake. Come on. Um, is there anything you want to let anybody know? Uh, no, just, you know, be nice to each other and more native content. <laughs> yes. Help, 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 help each other out too. Don't be all, I don't stink. know, figure it out. <laughs> right. Don't be stingy. Come on now. <laughs> I know. Don't be stink. Just. All right. Help help each other out out there, dang! <laughs> uh, let everybody know where to follow you. Uh, on Instagram's probably the best place. It's Kara Myers and uh, spelt with a C, so C A R A, because <laughs> my mom wanted to be unique and no one could pronounce my name. <laughs> they always call me Kara. Kara. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. I answer to it just because I'm, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just get to a point where you don't care yeah you're just like cool you know <laughs> worst things you could call me so <laughs> i'll answer to cara <laughs> yeah but everybody go follow her keep up with her look out for her and killers of the flower moon and some other projects that we don't have <laughs> dates on film productions but i i'm assuming a lot is coming out so be on the lookout for sure go follow her and 
Check out Okie Podcast on Apple, Spotify. Check out the website, okiepodcast.com. Uh, I'm available on Native Oklahoma Magazine as well. So if you check out the website, you can listen to the audio. Um, like anything else, anything else. Check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. We are available on Apple, Spotify as well. Also on Native Oklahoma Magazine and YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, our TikTok, go follow us on TikTok, reservation underscore mysteries. Check us out on Instagram. Check out Okie Podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. I would say Google it. Google all of them and you could you could find them. <laughs> and so guess till next time, everybody. Peace. Bye. <laughs>